0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Victoria, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 26, 2012, and we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 6, Into Action. We're on page 87. We'll be reading, beginning with... The first full paragraph on that page, the sentence, we usually conclude the period of meditation. The readers for today, in the order in which they will be reading, are Michelle, Carol P., Sharon, and Judy B. And the share code for yesterday's meeting. On Tuesday, December 25th, is 3564. OA preamble. Always Fifth Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that the 12 steps and 12 traditions... Um, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call upon Anne Marie to read the 12 steps.
1: Anne Marie, could you press star one, please?
0: Is Anne-Marie here? This is Margaret. I can read them. Margaret, thank you. Go ahead, please. One, we we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe in the power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons being harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, so, through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. and I also have the traditions that I'm supposed to be. Yes, would you go ahead with the traditions, please? Sure. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as we may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are our trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole.
2: but our service
0: centers may employ special workers. Nine, LA is such, what never be organized. But we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, and the OA name will never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television. Another public media of communication. Twelve anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I.P.S. Thank you, Margaret. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we will resume our study of the Big Book, Chapter 6, Into Action, on page 87, the first full paragraph on that page, beginning with the sentence, we usually conclude the period of meditation. I will ask Michelle to begin our reading this morning.
3: Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, A Vision for You. This is Michelle from Missouri, a recovered compulsive overeater. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer, that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. And um, again, we're on step 11, um, and this step is where I ideally go to um, improve my conscious contact with my higher power, where I'm continuing to in, enlarge my spiritual life by conscious contact, um, seeking to know God's will. Uh, that's that's what this step is about. I'm seeking to know what is God's will for me. That's that's all I'm asking to do, and then ask for the grace or His power to carry that out. And um, and this paragraph gives me that prayer. Um, I have the whole paragraph underlined. It says we conclude this period of meditation. And in meditation, I've opened that channel. I've come to my higher power. And in prayer, now I'm going to open my heart and lift my heart, heart up to God, so God can come in. And the prayer is this: um, that I that He show me all through the day what my next step will be, um, and that I'm going to be given, uh, will be given through this program and through conscious contact, whatever. I need to take care of whatever comes in my day. Um, I'm asking for freedom from self-will because I am a a compulsive overeater, and I have a tendency, I have those tendencies to go to self-pity, dishonesty, and self-seeking, selfishness. So I'm asking especially for that freedom. I have a prayer I say each morning. It's my morning identification, and I say to God, I am a compulsive overeater, and I ask you please to Um, direct my thinking for this day um, because I have those tendencies and um, in the past I've always asked for requests for myself Um, that's what got me in trouble, I thought I knew um, I thought I knew what was best for me, that was my self Will running riot Um, I was trying to play God and now I put myself in right position in meditation, I'm looking to someone, something greater than myself my higher power to direct me and I make I, I, I am careful these days to not ask for anything specific because that would me be pretending to know the will of God, and I don't. Um, but I can trust that God will be there for me um, to give me exactly what I need, no matter what comes along my path. And that's where I'm trusting and relying on a power greater than myself. And that very uh, last line, that I've wasted a lot of time doing that in the past. It doesn't work. I can easily see why. Uh, this book has shown me that my problem is that I am self-centered and I am selfish. That's the root of all my problems. It hasn't worked for me, and and now I can easily see why because I've gone through the steps, gone through the steps, and I'm doing that um, spot inventory. I'm seeing where these things have created problems for me. So this is um, is a beautiful prayer that I that I start my day with. Um, just turning to God, and prayer is lifting my heart up to God, asking Him for direction and And it works um, when I do this um when i when I stay out of looking for things for myself and when i'm I'm guided to think of others through the day and not myself, that this is the way um, to find joy and happiness and freedom outside of myself, looking for God's direction. And I um, was reading through the 12 and 12, and um, step 11 in uh, the 12 and 12, which is a supplement to the big book, uh, reminded me um, at the bottom of page 102 that if I would make a specific request, that it was always well to add, if it be thy will, thy will not mind. And that brings me back to um, the position that I need to be in, that I'm not asking for a request. I do not know what is what is best for me and that um it goes on to say that we ask simply that throughout the day God place in us the best understanding of his will that we can have for that day and that we will be given the grace by which we may carry it out and and that's what this prayer does for me it rem- it reminds me that it's God's will for me today and he and I am doing the best that I can when I go to him in meditation and open that channel How can I be of service to others, get out of my own selfish ways? What does God have in store for me to be of help and to be of maximum service for my fellows today? That's beautiful prayer, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Who else would like to share in what was read? This is Janice. Janice, good morning. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, Vision for you. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. You know, so here we are, you know, looking at this into action idea, this into action, because I don't know about you, but, you know, when I got to this point where I had worked the steps before and now we're at step 11, you know, I needed, I needed, I knew without a doubt that I needed to have that conscious contact with my higher power. Because everything that had happened up until this point, I had lots of difficult interactions. Lots of difficult interactions. And now I'm beginning to know a new freedom and a new happiness. You know, I'm beginning to know that new connection, that new place of understanding where I'm growing along with my higher power. And it says, you know, having just made conscious contact with God, it's not probable that I'm going to be inspired all the time. But I've got some things to do. You know, I've got some things to do. I've got some actions to take. You know, there are some things to do, and it's giving me some clear directions. And I'm, I'm a girl who likes structure and discipline. I wouldn't have been able to say that at one time. But today I know that I like structure and discipline and I'm learning more structure and more discipline here in this step you know we usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer and for a prayer it opens that door it opens that door it opens my mind to to new answers and new thoughts and new decisions and new directions to take so oftentimes my prayer is something very simple like god help me carry the message better today Help me carry the message better today. And and what is the message I'm carrying? That I've had a spiritual awakening. That I'm living in a spiritual experience today. You know, that's the message that I know I have. That, that of myself, I am nothing. But together with this higher power, this power of love at work in my life, oh my gosh, life takes on new meaning. You know, so we ask especially... For freedom from self will. And, and when I'm in the fear, that, that's when I want to control. That's when my self will rears its head and I want to manage and I want to control and I think I'm protecting other people. And so if I'm free from that, if I'm free from that self will and I'm hooked in to that power source that is God's will, then my prayers seem to take on A whole different meaning a whole different direction you know that that I can ask for help for others that my actions and my thoughts and my directions today whatever they may be you know help me help me help me to do it with others in mind because now I'm into those relationships with other people now I'm into interacting with the world at large and getting out of my selfish ends and looking to how to be useful and helpful to others. And that can happen in all kinds of ways, all kinds of ways. But if I stay on this conscious contact path, you know, throughout the day, throughout the day, I say to myself, God is in every breath. And I take a deep breath. Because if I'm getting off the beam, if I'm getting into selfishness, and dishonesty, and self-pity, you know, whenever it's about me, 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 oftentimes I'm breathing shallowly. And taking that deep breath is a reminder, is a reminder to me that i be shown throughout the day what the next step will be. And when I take that deep breath, it's a reminder to me that, that God is at work here, and that I don't have to waste time trying to figure this all out myself, but I can quiet my mind, take a deep breath, and then the answers come in a whole different way. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Who else would like to share in what was read? Well,
1: this is Victoria. I'd like to comment on that paragraph.
0: Victoria, a compulsive overeater. I'd like to comment especially on the last part of that paragraph. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. I could not easily see why that didn't work. I was rather baffled uh, by what the big book meant when it was saying to me that praying for my own selfish ends doesn't work like a TV, you turn it on, it doesn't work, or anything else that doesn't produce the intended results. It took me several years in recovery before I came to understand, and this is my understanding of that paragraph, based on experience and further study of the big book, is that praying for my own selfish ends is an eco-feeding proposition, as the big book talks about elsewhere, talks about an eco-feeding proposition. And how I've experienced that in my life is it's when I do something which activates the disease of never enough in me. And that state of agitation and unrest become restless in that state of never enough, of the disease of more. Um, Whenever I come from a place of um, my own self, a place of self-centeredness, which I have learned elsewhere in the big book is the core of my disease. The very core of it resides in self-centeredness. I'm indulging that self-centeredness and activating my disease in doing so when I pray for selfish ends. And that, that urge, because my, my desires are virtually unlimited, that urge uh, to pray for selfish ends activates this insatiable appetite for everything that I want and it is an unlimited list so that is the understanding that I've come to have about why it doesn't work to pray for selfish ends and you can easily see why and my ability to rationalize that surely even though this is selfish it's worthwhile surely my higher power would want me to have this or that in order to be happy those those are all examples of delusional thinking for me um, because those things, in fact, never made me happy. Uh, the only thing that has truly made me happy is living in the grace of a God of my understanding. So with that, I will pass. Would anyone else care to share on that paragraph?
1: Good morning, it's Leah.
0: Good morning, Leah. Go ahead,
1: please. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. So why is the big book (laughs) suggesting that I pray and meditate? Well, because it interrupts my thinking you know, the greater aspect of the disease resides in my mind. So prayer and meditation takes my thinking to a higher level. All action is born in thought. If my thoughts are aligned with God and if my thoughts are more elevated, then my actions will reflect that because most normal thoughts, you know, that, Come to me, or about myself, and those cause tremendous anxiety and a lack of peace of mind. And you know, so prayer and meditation raises my thinking to a higher level, <clears throat> so that I can experience the rewards here. Um, it says that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. That we be given whatever we need. Uh, God's not interested in what I want. He's interested in in what I need. The purpose of of prayer you know is not to change god's mind and to plead with him that things work out my way i have limited vision god's vision is limitless it's expansive there's no end uh you know so it's really this prayer you know is to bring me to the realization that my life is completely dependent on his will that i can only survive through his mercy so this act of prayer elevates and transforms my mind so that I'm no longer the same person thinking the same thoughts before I meditated and prayed. It says here, we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. So if I take that time, when I take that time to align myself with God, it clears my mental vision, my limited mental vision, um, and it clears my spiritual vision so I can let God's truth make its full impact on me and, and proper impact on my mind and my heart. So I set aside, you know, it's telling me here, we ask especially from freedom for freedom from self-will. So I'm setting my, aside my own self-serving motives and I'm setting aside my own personal intentions and I'm asking uh, not for requests for myself, but please, God, please, God, al- let me be aligned with you so that I can be in a position to be of maximum service to you and to my fellows, you know, let me quiet my mind so that when the answers come, God, I can hear them. Uh, we at, we may ask for ourselves, however, if others may be helped, we are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. So again, this meditation and prayer time is is vital for me. This communication is vital for me because this conscious contact is the whole purpose of the. Program. It's the whole purpose of the program because this quality of consciousness, the quality of this relationship with God, will determine my behavior today. And my behavior today will determine my future. So there's a lot resting on this. Again, this is the whole point of the program the whole point of the program is to is to develop and nurture and strengthen and deepen this relationship with god and so with that i pass thanks thank you leah
0: who else would like to share in that paragraph before we move on this is kim kim good morning go ahead please Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that. What's that? Praying for our own selfish needs. And it doesn't work. I mean, that's a very strong statement. You know, we are in step 11. I know for those of us who are on the line who were not at step 11, we're like, well, I'm not looking out for me. Who's going to look out for me? I have to pray for me. Well, we have been told in step four that selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of our trouble. You know, my best thinking, my best thoughts, my best plans got me sitting in the room of o Anonymous admitting that I'm powerless. So why do I think my plans, my little plans and designs are going to make me happy? So what this is doing, this is, this is the depth and weight of step three. This is the depth and weight of that decision we made in step three. I heard someone say recently, I only have two problems with step three, and that's step one and step two. And it's because each of these steps build on the next one. Until I knew I was powerless, until I fully accepted, fully conceded that I have this allergy of the body and obsession of the mind, why would I go any further? And once I knew I was powerless, once I knew the lack of power in my dilemma, I was willing to do step two, which was come to a power greater than ourselves. And why else would I come to believe in this power unless I was willing to make that decision? I made that decision to turn my life and my will over to that higher power. But that decision means nothing unless we go through these action steps. And we have done that. We have cleared away that wreckage of the past. We have seen that praying for ourselves, that looking out for ourselves, that self-seeking, self-centeredness, self self Everything, everything of self has caused us misery, that the bottles were just a symptom, that the real problem I had this heavy going of life because all I cared about was self. So once we've cleared that wreckage away and we continue to work this inventory, we're now at step 11. So we want to say many of us have wasted a lot of time, I've wasted a lot of time, I've wasted many decades praying for my own little plans and designs, and it doesn't work. And now, because I've gone through this process, I can easily see why. And what I have learned today is when I turn my life and my will over to God, what is God's will? God's will is for me to be happy, joyous, and free. And I have no clue how to do that. I have no idea what's best for me. Some of the biggest things I thought, I got it, and this is going to make me happy, have made me miserable. And those things that were tragedies in my life, wound up being the touchstones to growth that have been my greatest blessing. So right now in step 11, I'm saying, God, I have no idea. I am clueless, and I trust in you. I trust in you that you will show me what is best, that you will lead me to a life of, of happy, joyousness, and free. Because many of us, including many, many of us, have wasted a lot of time doing that, praying for my own selfish needs, and it doesn't work. And by doing this program, by walking through these steps, I can now easily see why. And I am willing today to turn my life and my will over to God in a way that I could not do when I first made that decision in step three before taking these action steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. We'll now move on to the next paragraph. Uh, Sharon, would you read, please? Is Sharon on the line.
4: Good morning, All right. Sharon.
0: Good morning. Yes.
4: Go ahead. Hi, mm-hmm. this is Sharon, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not, members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. When I read this and how i've applied it in my life is that um i've been recovered from criticizing religious people and uh, religions and finding fault with 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 um how they've operated and i've recognized that they're human institutions i've let go of that criticism And now I'm at this place of of, uh, neutrality with respect to religion. And I'm able now to receive what the beauty and the power from participating in religious activities and and, um, rituals, if you will, and learning from what those who are spiritual, who have devoted themselves to living a spiritual life. Because what I've learned is from the 12 steps is that the spiritual life, the spiritual uh, development of my my being is what's going to keep me recovered. It got me recovered by focusing and trusting in God and my higher power and now i need to stay recovered by continuing to develop my spiritual life i've ceased the criticism and now i'm able to absorb to go in and find the beauty and the good in um in devotion and oftentimes it's uh my recovery I couldn't recover alone with my spiritual development I find for me it's so helpful for me to be involved in a spiritual community so that I can grow and develop and I may not I don't necessarily believe everything that they believe but I'm I'm getting involved with other people um, in in prayer meditation and and just my um, uh, pulling in from from them uh, different prayers and forms of meditation. I'm getting involved just to learn. To my higher power is speaking to me through those avenues, and it's been very powerful for me to not just adopt 100% anything to allow my higher power to show me what it is that I need to learn from these groups and what I can bring into my life, what I can um, utilize. And by uh, uh, listening to, here it says, priests, ministers, rabbis, by listening to these people who've devoted themselves specifically to religious um, or spiritual development, I can learn. I can apply those things. Um, here it says, if circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. I have a fellow that likes to call and and read a passage that's been um, uh, important to her and just read it. And then we can we just pause and just let that be absorbed. It's such a, as opposed to reading it myself, hear it come in through ears as opposed to come in through eyes. So I found that to be very powerful as well. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Sharon.
5: So Would I anyone else? It?
0: Margaret, okay. go ahead. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Vision for you. Uh, this is so important to me because um,
4: I had no idea of the prejudices that I had in religion. I, I, I really didn't. I mean, I went to church. I uh, was part of
0: church, but until I started to uncover my prejudices, it really didn't do me a whole lot of good. And I, I really appreciate what Sharon said. You know, I to go in and to uh be willing to be part of things and and not have to believe absolutely everything that's said but to be to go into a community for me is just you know it's it's just beginning because I've been in communities it's not like I didn't go but I I, I always made sure I was on the outside looking in I always kept myself on the outside looking in because I had so many prejudices and so in, in being able to sweep these prejudices away little at a time it's not happened overnight and i go back to that question where it says you know who am i to say there is no god well who was i to say that all these people were were wrong and i never said they were dead wrong they were just confused (laughs) and uh you know to begin to sweep them aside and to be you know uh just to let myself, it's like opening the door and let myself walk in the door without all my prejudices hanging all around. And that's when I could begin to really uh, find a, a connection, not only with my higher power, but with the community around me. And, I, and I'm and i so grateful for that. Without a pass, thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Anyone else like to share in that paragraph?
6: This is Barrett from Israel.
0: Yes, go ahead, please.
6: Hi, this is Vera, the recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I really am so excited to read this paragraph, just thinking about me in the disease. All I wanted to do is not to get up in the morning, sleep some more, then wake up, then just think about food all the day. And now I'm offered to invite my family members to join me in prayer, and it's just unbelievable that now when I wake up in the morning, I really want to start my morning with prayer. And it's not, I don't have to force myself. It's a habit. And we are told that we can invite our family members. We're not supposed to just, just offer, not to force. I, through this process of the twelfth steps, was offered to find my own specific unique channel between Vered and God. The same way my family members have their own privilege to find their own way, each one of them, to God. And all I can do is offer and I found that when I was in the disease and I grew up in a religious family that was not wasn't connected to God. Um So, for example, during, um, when the school was not there and the kids were home, I used to ask them, did you pray? Did you pray? But I did not pray myself. Now, my way to invite them is to show example. I get up in the morning, they see me pray. If they see me pray and they choose to, that's wonderful. And amazingly, it has happened, but not by forcing, but by just doing it myself, living that kind of life. And this is just unbelievable how it grows in circles around and really something is passed on and it's exciting. And thank you so much. and I
0: Thank you. Uh, let's now move on to the next paragraph. I'd like to ask Carol P.,
5: Shireen, please. Good morning, Carol P. Compulsive overeater. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, and we ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, "Thy will be done." We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger worry, self-pity, or foolish decision. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. And I would just like to share a little bit on the... You know, its these are clear-cut directions. You know, as I go through the day, I can pause when I'm agitated or doubtful. I never did that. Uh, I just kept, you know, bulldozing my way through life. And, you know, the answer to any problem I was having was food. But here I'm asked right off um, to, you know, ask for the right thought. That's where it's beginning. That's going to lead, you know, to to the right action. Um, and just reminding myself, I am not running the show. Um, I have a new employer it's just, these are just such wonderful directions and telling me what to watch out for, that there is danger and excitement, fear, anger, and worry, self-pity, etc. And, because I, you know, through working this, I definitely have become much more efficient. I don't tire as easily um, because, I, you know, I was burning up energy foolishly because um, I was trying to, you know, I was just fighting, like swimming upstream, just fighting the whole world. Um, and it does work. It's... Um, I like how in the 12 and 12, in the contents, it says this, is, uh, this step is an individual adventure. Um, we all have different ways of getting here, as the previous paragraph um, was stating. But, you know, again, clear-cut directions of how to do this. I did not have those skills before uh, this program, and um, it's telling me right here how to do that. And I'm very grateful for that, and I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Would anyone else care to share on what was just read? This is Zippora. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Zippora. Zippora, please go ahead.
7: Uh, thank you. This is Zippora, Recovered Compulsible Reader. Um, I I love this paragraph, and um, I actually wrote it on a little card and stuck it in my wallet so I can read it whenever I need it. Because like it says, um, as we go through the day, we pause when we get agitated, not if. Um, so things happen and things come up, and and we still we still have to deal with them. But the thing is that now we have a new way of living, and we have tools to deal with it. We don't have to go back into our old habits and our old ways of of self-wallow and riot and turning to food. Um, and um, it, I just found it so helpful. Because these things don't happen automatically. It's not like you know, you you go through the steps and then automatically. Oh, every time something comes up, you just you know you just turn to God, you know, as a habit. The same way we turn to um, the the same way we we to turn to food. And for me, I found it a learning process. I had to learn how to do that. I had to practice it with every every opportunity that God gave me, and. um and, and eventually it just it becomes more like a habit and more more automatic. But but this you know, writing it down and, and having it in front of me when I got agitated helped me because um, you know, we can have all these tools to help us, then all of a sudden we get agitated and you know Oh my goodness, what do I do now? You know we get lost in it. But um I found it really helpful to always have it with me so that I can remind myself that that I do have a new employer and and I can say to myself, you know, Thy, thy will be done. It's it's Your will, it's not mine. And um, the line, we do not tire so easily, is really true because it it really is exhausting, to to be so wrapped up in self will and and making sure everything goes my way. And um, magically, I did have a lot more energy and a lot more a lot more room in my mind when I'm not so busy calculating and keeping track of everything. So that I passed. Thank you.
6: This is Janice. And this is Amy.
0: Janice, go ahead.
1: Thank go you, ahead. Maya. Thank you.
0: You know, as we go through the day, we pause. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful or doubtful. You know, doubt can be a big one for me. Doubt can be a big one. You know, it, it can paralyze me, you know if I'm doubtful, if I'm fearful, you know, if I'm agitated. And so to, to stop when I recognize that, because remember, if we've worked these steps and, and we're now at this place, we're awake and aware. We're awake and aware to things that we were covered up before, when we were still in active compulsive overeating. So now I'm aware, I'm aware. So what do I do when I find myself agitated or doubtful? You know, I pause, I pause. And that's where prayer is oh so useful, oh so helpful, because I am oh so human. So I ask for God's help in that pause, you know, that's where taking that deep breath and saying God is in every breath, that's a prayer. That's a prayer and it's a reminder, it's a reminder to surrender, it's a reminder to calm down, to not be agitated, you know, and then the, often the right thoughts will come. Often the right thoughts will come. And, you know, sometimes I carry with me, you know, there didn't used to be books. When this big book was written, you know, this, this piece of literature was absolutely so important because it, it held all the directions we needed. But the AAs learned, you know, we have a beautiful daily reflection a very small book that I can carry with me. And, and I can pause when agitated or doubtful and sometimes read something from one, one little paragraph, one little page, today's reading. And that can also be very calming, very soothing, very reminding of who I am and what I'm up against and where the power is. You know, it's an, it's an opportunity to plug back into that power source If I'm getting a little unplugged and just say to myself, Thy will, thy will, not mine, be done. Because it says then we are in much less danger. Because if I'm going it alone, danger, danger, danger at every turn. But when I'm plugged back into that power source, there's much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self pity, foolish decisions. Because that's what used to happen to me, going it alone with my own thoughts to guide me. But now I can ask God in, be reminded, and ask for that intuitive thought, for that calming thought. Show me the ways of love. Show me the ways of love. That's a great prayer for me. Because then I become much more efficient at doing the things in front of me to be done. And I don't tire so easily, and I'm not burning up energy foolishly running around like a little chicken with my head cut off, trying to figure out the way out of whatever situation I might have gotten myself into or whatever has presented itself to me. You know, when I'm trying to arrange life and all of its players and the stage and the scenery and everybody in it, oh, that is tiring. But take that deep breath, invite God in, and things unfold in a whole different way. And with that, I'll pass. This is Dana. This is Amy. Um, I'm sorry, what was the order? Who spoke first? Dana? Dana, yeah, this is... Dana and then Amy, go ahead please. Thanks, hi everyone. This is Dana, Compulsive Eater. So grateful to be here this morning and to be hearing all of you. Um, I start my day with this and it's such a great way to start the day. (laughs) And um, I wanted to just share two things that I heard from uh, some uh, two fellow OA sisters, um, two mnemonics, you know, little ways to remind myself of this. So one of them, in fact, I was on the phone with her yesterday, and I couldn't find my plane ticket, and she said, "Pause, pray, and ask for uh, ask to you pray and use spiritual energy. Pause." Pray and use spiritual energy. And um, I love that because that's what the pause is. The pause is to bring in the spiritual energy, bring in God's energy, not my energy, which I, you know, like we said, it's not very efficient when I'm trying to use my cognitive, uh, you know, my brain trying to go around. It's much more efficient when I can pause and um, ask God to help me. And the other one, which I just thought was so amazing, and I love it, love it, love it, especially because my kids ask to use this all day long, and that's iPad, I-P-A-D, I pause when agitated or doubtful. And uh, so that that is so great for me, like iPad, iPad. I pray when agitated or doubtful, Um, and these are just tools that really help me go through the day. So that's all I wanted to share today. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Amy, go ahead, please. Good morning. My name is Amy. I'm a compulsive overeater. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated and doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. Well, if you remember over the last couple of days we've been talking about this spiritual maintenance and that our recovery is contingent on that spiritual maintenance, we don't get to this point without having done the footwork. Our whole chapter here is called into action. And if we've gone through the steps, admitting powerlessness, believing in a higher power to restore sustainability, to be that power, doing our action steps and then working on that relationship with our higher power, our power source, plugging into that power source, realizing that we need to keep those channels open because God is that power to keep us recovered and sane. So these channels are open through prayer and meditation so that when there is an agitating circumstances, we can immediately hook in.
3: This just doesn't happen overnight or come easily. This ability to pause to ask God for help comes from repetition, consistency, you know, constantly going to God and saying, what is your will today?
0: Because I'm fighting against my will every day. I mean, I don't know about you all, but when agitated or doubtful, I spent years turning to the food. When agitated, restless, irritable, and discontent, that's what I did. That was my habit. So through Step 11, we established this open... Uh, this this co- constant communication with God through the habit of prayer and meditation. And when it becomes a habit, when you're in a circumstance that is difficult, it becomes easier to pause and to say, wait a minute, God, what is your will for me today? I asked for that this morning in my prayer and meditation. I'm in an agitating circumstance right now. What is it that you want me to do? How can I you know, get this intuitive thought, Well, intuitive thought that comes from God? Comes from initially from practice and repetition and consistency of making a habit of staying hooked in to that power source through prayer and meditation. And again, I, I refer to step 11 as I did earlier this week, but this is a fantastic chapter in the 12 and 12, all about prayer and meditation. But it says here on page 104, in AA we have found the actual good results of prayer are beyond question. There are matters of knowledge and experience. All those who have persisted, you know, worked at it, have found strength not ordinarily their own. They have found wisdom beyond their usual capability, and they have increasingly found a peace of mind which stands firm in the face of difficult circumstances. What is that? That's the pause. That's the supernatural pause that we are allowed through this program when we work it. You know, when we constantly make an effort to put these Steps into action, and with that I'll pass. Thank you, Amy. This is Victoria, compulsive overeater. I'd like to share on what was read. This is one of the most powerful paragraphs in the big book for me, because it has given me such literal directions at a time when I'm hard-charging forward. Um, when my impulses to go, 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 move ahead are really running strong. And my biggest challenge in actually applying these literal directions is willingness. I find that if I don't have willingness to read that stop sign and to surrender my impulse to move forward, whether it's driven by fear, anxiety, Getting what I want to have happen, so I want to control the next thing. Um, I'm unable to use these directions. When I am able to use them, it is a prescription for peace of mind and rest for my body, which, as someone said a little while ago, is exhausting when I am hard charging forward. Um, And I am inclined to do that when I slip back into wanting to run the show. Uh, It reminds me that the spiritual life is not a theory. I have to live it. And however invested I am in going where I want to go, to that degree, I
7: require the
0: willingness to slow myself down. I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on that?
2: Aircraft.
7: This
0: is
2: Judy B from
1: Massachusetts. Uh, Leah
0: and and Leah uh, and then Judy B. Go ahead, please, Leah.
1: Thank you so much. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, and ask for the right thought or action. Again, I need to take that pause, you know, and thank God for that pause. As someone mentioned earlier, uh, pray and utilize spiritual spiritual energy i need to transcend my intellect i need to be guided by something more elevated than my mind i need a spirit guided mind um so i pause and thank god for that pause because i think back you know uh prior to recovery much like that pinball machine that i've described before where you pull the spring and that metal ball just is catapulted throughout the machinery and the lights are blinking and the bells are ringing and you know that's exactly the way I was if I was angry well then I acted out on that if I felt like being in a bitter morass of self-pity well then the tears fell I mean whatever I felt that's what you know that's what you saw. I was governed by my feelings. But what the big book is guiding me here is to tap into a greater source that's immeasurable and indestructible and ask for the right thought or action because all action is born in thought. If my thinking is based on self-will run riot, well, then my actions are going to reflect that. But what if my thinking is – is um is based on God. What if my thinking is God-centered rather than self-centered? Then my actions will reflect that. You know, today I see myself as a spiritual being with three distinct human facets. I am what I think, (laughs) and I am what I do, and I am what I feel. But to the degree that I am able to align my thinking, to control my thinking – then I control my actions. And to the degree that I control both my thinking and my actions, I control my feelings. So I'm not, you know, it says here, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. Why am I in less danger? Well, because now I'm being governed by spiritual principles. I'm being governed by something higher than just emotion. So that... um I have an opportunity to have my actions be on a higher level, and I'm not as tired. Why? Because self-will run riot is tiring, but I don't have to be tired. I can have the maturity and the stability and be grounded in something higher, a higher level, a higher power rather than a lower power. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Leah. Judy B., go ahead, please.
2: this is Judy B. I'll just briefly say that this this paragraph also is just so meaningful to me. Um, We pause when agitated or doubtful. That is what I have to do over and over during the day is just to pause. And with that pause, I just take a deep breath, just concentrate on my breathing, and just as Janice said earlier, just take God in and know that he's in every breath that we take. And um, when I'm able to do that, um, I do become more efficient because I don't waste energy using up uh, energy to worry <coughs> worry and fret and, and try to figure everything out. So that, that, just that statement of just pausing and then I just breathe so that I know God is, is within me. And uh, that helps me to... That, that actually enables me to get through every single day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Um,
0: we're going to move on to the short paragraph that remains in this chapter and uh, for the next five minutes um, so that we are able to finish this chapter today. Uh, Judy B., would you... Please read the last chapter or the last paragraph in this chapter.
2: Certainly. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12.
0: With that, I'll pass. Oh, thank you, Judy. Uh, who would like to comment on what was just read? Justina. Gina?
8: Justina. Justina from London. Justina, go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm Justina, recovered compulsive overeater. And what sticks out for me in this paragraph, it works. It really does, and that's been my experience. Um, if I, I follow what's been outlined, I get the same results. And if I go on self-will, then I get what I got before. Um, And, you know, certainly for me, I was definitely, you know, undisciplined had it not been for this program and, you know, working these steps and and having a higher power in my life to discipline me in a way that I didn't know I needed discipline in until, um, you know, working these steps and realizing that, you know, I had been bored, I was in my way through life. And, um, yeah, so that's all I'd like to say, that, you know, it is, it's um, this in the simple way we have just outlined, you know, this is a simple program, but, you know, it can make it complicated, but it is literally, as it is read in these steps, in this big book, um, if I do what it says, I'll get what I got, and um, uh, what it says I'll get, you know, what's promised, you know, and, um, and and a question somebody else said, it's about being willing, you know, and... Um, When I'm not willing, I can always ask for the willingness to guide me back on, you know, on track because I certainly know for me self-will doesn't work and it doesn't make me happy and it causes harm around me. So I'm, you know, having followed these these steps, I'm I'm so much wanting to follow a spiritual path and I have to because my very life does depend on it as a, you know, an ex-problem compulsive overeater. Um, so I try and keep it simple and literally follow the directions as it's outlined here. And um, as I say, it does work, you know. And as we say, in a way, it works if you work it. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Justina. We'll take one more brief comment. Janice, go ahead, please. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. We alcoholics are undisciplined. You know, I had some very, very uh, mixed up notions about discipline. You know, I thought of discipline as a punishment. I thought of discipline as something negative. But oh my goodness, discipline is so beautiful. Discipline is structure. Discipline is putting boundaries around things. Discipline, as God disciplines us in this simple way, is a set of directions, a design for living that works under all conditions that works under all conditions. And so if I utilize this prayer and meditation that we're talking about, I can see that structure and discipline were something I so sorely needed. I so sorely needed. You know, we alcoholics left to our own devices, were an undisciplined lot. We were an undisciplined lot. And so we let God discipline us if we follow the set of simple directions. These simple directions will always take us to that place of connection you know that place that i so longed for and didn't even know it you know where where i am going to find safety and security and peace and ease and comfort that i always looked for in the food and instead today i know where it is it's in the spiritual life that i live and with that i'll pass thank you janice Thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Judy B., would you please read A Vision for You?
1: Can you hear me now? Yes. Our
2: book is suggestive only.